Phil Collins. I think everybody felt it in the air tonight. The Boom Boom Room, every Friday from 5 to 6 on your ride home. Put a little vol spirit in your life. And if you got hate, I'm trying to bring you over to the other side. And we all gonna be united at the end of this, at the end of the Boom Boom Room. Hopefully everybody's in tune. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're on Periscope, Ron Slay35. We're on Facebook, Ron Slay. We're on Instagram, Ron Slay35 also. The number, 615-794-1950. 615-794-1950. Call in with your opinions, whatever it may be. We can, we can dissect it. If you didn't like how things went in the Vandy UT game, the Bama UT game, the game's coming up. Maybe just want to talk about your school. Talk about anything sports. Call into the Boom Boom Room and I'll give you a little feedback. Welcome, people. We're here. We're live. Special shout out to the people watching all around. Special, special shout out to my Oak Hill Academy family. What's up, Carly, Coach Smith, Miss Smith, Steph, all my little sisters. The big bros on the line. <laughs> Salute to y'all for tuning in. They're way up in Virginia tuning in. So if you're here in Franklin or Nashville area, you should be tuning in. If you're around the world, get on 950amradio.net. Get on the website of WAKM. Log on. Get in. Right here in the Boom Boom Room every Friday, 5 to 6. All right. What people have been waiting on. The recap of the Alabama game. UT won 71-68. Close game. John Petty caught fire. We'll dive into that. And then, none other than Vanderbilt. <laughs> yes, a lot of scrutiny over some calls that were made and people are a little upset. Hey, 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 got to see an ESPN Classic. Everybody don't have classic games. The Vols were victorious in overtime, 88 to 83. We'll dive in a little bit of that. Coming up Saturday versus West Virginia at home in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Then we'll tap on the Vols getting back into SEC play, going to South Carolina after that game on Saturday. First and foremost, Jordan, the football guru, was off. Was off by one point score final score of the Patriots game was 37 to 31 he said 38 to 31 he was off by one point in the Saints and the Rams game he said it was going to be a three-point game it ended up being no he said a two-point game it ended up being a three-point game so the guru is the guru he's now right now at the Pro Bowl um you know doing a couple of interviews interviewing guys and getting his feet wet and along those lines he will be back next week to make his Super Bowl pick so if you're gambling might want to listen to the guru he's been right two weeks in a row I know I say yo people but hey man the stats don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. Keep it just right there. So let's get on to the Alabama game. And before we touch on that, early in the day on Saturday, Wisconsin had beat Michigan, which opened up the door for what people? UT to be ranked number one. <laughs> yes, we are ranked number one. But before they could be ranked number one, they had to beat Alabama. Didn't need no slip up. Wisconsin already slipped up and got Michigan that day. Duke had Virginia later on that night. Didn't know how it was going to play out. First we had to handle our business. The Bama game. Bama came out in the second half and played very, very well, led by John Petty, who finished the night with 30 points. Now, I told you on last episode that John Petty hadn't been having a great year, as expected. He had a good outing against Texas A&M, finished with 22 points. Other than that, hadn't been getting it done, really. Not like they thought he was. Not not being heralded as, as an All-American coming in with Colin Sexton, who Colin Sexton left. Um, Petty was left alone. Avery Johnson is a good coach. He changed up his role a little bit, switched him up. Brought him off the bench, kind of ignited him where he didn't have to really worry about defense, just come in to score. And that kind of worked in their favor. So they had a fifth, UT had a 15 point lead coming out of halftime. Go on, 11 0 run by John P. 
Petty. No, excuse me. 8 0 run by John Petty. 11 0 run by Alabama Crimson, T- Crimson Tide as a whole. Coach Barnes didn't call a timeout. You know, he was probably on his Phil Jackson guru type things, you know what I mean? And, and didn't want to call a timeout right then. Let the guys fight through it, you know, because you got to find out lessons as you go along, being at that time, I believe 14 and 1. So they might have been smelling themselves just a little bit. Coach Barnes might have wanted to show, you know, we know what we're doing as a staff. If you don't listen to us, that's what happened. So defensively, with some lacks, Petty caught fire, got the, the Crimson Tide right back in the game. And we went from having been on the verge of a blowout to we got a ball game. And after that 11 more run by himself, the game was a tale of two halves. First half being controlled by UT. Like I told you, they were up 15 going into the half. In the second half, Bama came to play. In the end, down the stretch, UT got some timely, timely stop. One being a kickout pass to John Petty in the corner that if he had made it, which he probably would have because he was at that point, he was six for nine. But lo and behold, who comes to the rescue? Grant Williams, <laughs> outstretched arm, comes out of nowhere and blocks. Well, gets a tip on the um, on the three-point by Petty, which ends up being an air ball. We grab the ball, go down, shoot two free throws. Bama has another opportunity. This time, Schofield, Mr. Gorilla Glue himself, was locked in on John Petty. Alabama inbounded the ball. The pressure from Schofield was, was, was a lot, made John Petty change his direction. When he changed his direction, he was called for a travel. A lot of people say controversy, but if you look at it, the man picked up his feet. Now, you, you have a pivot foot. You can rotate, turn how you want to on that pivot foot. If you pick that up or decide to change that foot, that's people is what you call a walk. He walked. The walk was called. The game was sealed. That was that was it. That was it. We rolled on. Now let me give you a, a couple of couple of little tell of the tape for this game. Just in case you're wondering, just in case you missed, field goal percentage was kind of even. Forty-two point four percent for Bama. Forty-three point eight percent for UT. Three point percent. UT didn't shoot the ball really well. Three for twelve from three. Twenty-five percent. Alabama. I told you John Petty ended up going six for ten. They shot ten for twenty-six as a whole. Thirty-eight point five percent free throw percentage. UT seventy-five percent. Twelve for sixteen from the line, 44% for Alabama. Rebounds, 36 to 41. Bama with the edge. Assists, about four down from our our, our yearly average of 20 to 21 a game. We uh, finished up with 16. They had 13. Steals, six steals to three steals in favor of Tennessee. Four blocks to seven blocks in favor of Bama. And the tail of the tape, which always comes, and I always keep on telling you guys, nine turnovers. You can stay nine and below, you got a great chance of beating anybody, no matter who it is. And that's what we did. Nine turnovers to Alabama's 13. Dante Hall, their big man, who's been having a tremendous year. Um, I believe eight or nine double-doubles um, so far for Alabama. Finished with 16 and 12. Kyra Lewis, the freshman guard, played a, a pretty good game, a, a nice heady game, especially in the second half, getting Petty involved on penetrating kicks. He finished with 12 points, and as I, as before, I told you, John Petty had 30. Now to the Vols, Grant Williams, 21 points, two rebounds. Yeah, not quite not quite like Grant. That's not that's not quite like him, but he made up for that in that Vanderbilt game, and I'll get back to that in just a hot second, you know, but AD finished with 12 and 11. AD, Admiral Schofield people, didn't have a great shooting night. But staying locked in defensively, also staying in, locked in in the game as far as doing something else, doing intangibles, as far as going to rebound, finished with 11 boards. So to all you young kids listening, if you're not scoring, do not let scoring dictate your game, your overall game. You can't depend on making a shot and thinking that's going to create other things. If you let your defense, what you can control, your effort, what you can control, and rebounding it's just effort and loose balls and playing with a little bit of savvy. Let that control your game. The offense will come if you can score. You ain't got to worry about that. that you, you'll fall right in line. So, and that's what I think Admiral Schofield is doing, and that's uh, um, that's, that's kudos to him on that. Bone finished with 10 points and 7 assists. Bowden off the bench with 12 points. 
Lamonte Turner off the bench with six points. Um, to get to get uh to get that Bama win, that would put us right there knocking on the door of number one. Probably would need a little help from Duke later on that night, which we got. Duke beat Virginia, and guess what? When the rankings came out Monday afternoon, who was on top of the mountain, on top of Rocket Top, standing there waving the flag, none other than the UT Vols themselves. UT's number one in the land, people. 352 teams in America. 351 of them are looking up to one sitting on the mountaintop. That is the Tennessee Volunteers. Men's basketball team. So, what does that set up? A Wednesday night knockout, drag out fight, bout with Vanderbilt Commodores. Last time in 2008, UT went into Memorial Gymnasium, ranked number one. Vandy upset them. Would it all come around? Does, does history repeat itself? When we come back from the other side of this break, I'll let you know about that. 615-794-1950. Call in if you got any problems, any questions. We're here in the Boom Boom Room. I'm Ron Slay. I'm your host. We'll be right back. scouting report from an expert can be the key to victory. That's just what great independent insurance agents deliver. They scout insurance companies for you and recommend winners like Grange. Let full service insurance show you how Grange's strong value and fast claim service delivers league leading coverage. Call full service insurance at 615-790-0990 or visit their website at info at fullserviceins.com. Full service insurance, 903 Murfreesboro Road in Franklin, Tennessee. W-A-K-M Franklin. Stay tuned as Ron Slay talks everything sports. Brought to you by Full Service Insurance. Coming up, the W-A-K-M Game of the Week. The best in high school basketball. And follow the Tennessee Volunteers and Tennessee Titans right here on W-A-K-M. The home in 2019 for NASCAR Racing. Right back, right here in the Boom Boom Room with Ron Slate, your host, VFL, SEC legend. All the accolades you can think of, put them with me, I'll take them. All right, people, so we left off with the Alabama game has passed. Duke has beaten Virginia at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Got them out of our way. Wisconsin took care of Michigan earlier in the day. <laughs> it's a little rhyme right there for y'all. Y'all want me to run it back? Y'all, y'all want me to run it back? Y'all got to listen to the podcast. Y'all can run it back. So that set up the rematch from 2008. When number one Tennessee walked into Memorial Gymnasium and they went out with the upset. They tried to run it back the same way. Oh, oh no. Oh no. It wouldn't be today. Wouldn't be today. Cause it was somebody else that had 43 reasons why that wasn't gonna happen. Was it 43 or 41? Let me look. Let me let me check. Let me let me check. Let me think. Hmm. 43. <laughs> 43. First, let me give you the tale of the tape. So we can get this out the way and get straight to the controversy. Cause I'm sure we're gonna have some value. 
nothing but people wondering what's going on might be calling in 615-794-1950 crawl right into the boom boom room and i'll get right to you let me give you the tell of the tape and we got a call on the line and right here in the boom boom room we unbiased now we are unbiased tell of the tape field goal percentage when as such 50 percent for vanderbilt went 30 or 60 from the field 46 percent from ut 27 or 58 from the three once again didn't shoot too hot five for 20 25 percent 47.6 percent 10 for 21 for vanderbilt shot out of their mind <laughs> played beyond their self free throw percentage <laughs> 90.6% for UT 29 for 32 as a team 61.9 for Vanderbilt 13 for 21 keep that in mind people the rebounding edge went to Vanderbilt 33 to 30 the assists was even at 16 to 17 for Vanderbilt steals 5 to 5 blocks 7 for UT which were huge 3 for Vandy turnovers 15 turnovers by Vanderbilt 8 by UT now before I get into this we got a call on the line of Vandy grad a Vandy player himself my man a boom boom room member and a listener avid Mario Moore we got Mario Moore on the line y'all give him some love Nashville native Nashville legend Vandy legend Mario you text me let me let me inform the people the boom boom room members he texted me after the game people and wanted to rap I told him, listen, I will not rap about it. He told me if I'm objective, he would. He, we, we could go back and forth. I said, the only way I'd be objective, if he called in on the Boom Boom Room, and he has called in to the Boom Boom Room, and guess what, people? Mario Moore, welcome to the Boom Boom Room. You have the floor. What would you like to say? <laughs> I would like to talk about being up 76 to 70. Mm-hmm. Game on the line, and they give the best player on the floor four free throws. True. Let's talk about it. Okay. What Mario is hinting at people is the game was 76 to 70. UT had just taken a shot. Grant Williams went to the offensive boards. There has been an emphasis this year by the officiated, officiating crew to put an emphasis on not being able to lock and hold the arm of a guy that's going, that when you get tangled up. Usually the guy that's at fault, majority of the time is the guy that's inside hooking so grant williams was hooked he jumped in the air lost his balance balance while hooked and failed you cannot do that what i'm telling you is they saying that grant williams flop you can't flop when you're in the air that's one i told mario i would be objective do i think it was called to be they called the hook and hold went to the monitor to review it they called what they saw do i think it deserved to be a flagrant one no most definitely is it because it's emphasis on it a flagrant two yes i do believe so and that's what they called. Real quick, Rio, before I let you rebuttal, the game against Arkansas on Rocky Top, Fulkerson got called for the exact same call and gave Arkansas two shots and the ball. His was exactly the same. Might have been a little lighter. His was kind of a hook and rip up. This was a hook and keep his arm there. So we've had our share of having to go through that. Should the rule be changed? Yeah, the rule should be changed. They should go back and look at it. But when going to look at it on the monitor, you have to call what you see. You can't take in you can't take into account where you are how the fans are acting the, the the momentum of the game did the guy fall hard whatever you can't look at that you gotta solely look at the hook and hold what do you have to say behind that rio i like that i like the breakdown i'm just frustrated because <laughs> vanderbilt can play no better no better than what they play very that, true that is that is the best they could play you got you got a struggling schofield you got everybody mm-hmm. else you got one player playing out of his mind and everybody else pretty much in check right and we're playing the 
best we can play. I mean, I just I, when that when that foul was called, that hurt you. I knew we were going to lose the game. That hurt you to your heart. But mind you, let me ask you this, Rio. And see, we talking objective here, people. So if you're listening, six one five seven nine four one nine five zero. This is Boom Boom Room. I got Mario Le- Mario Moore, the legend, on the line, talking to Ron Slay, VFL legend, on the on the on the host of the Boom Boom Room. What I, I'm telling you, people, is after the flagrant one was called, Grant Williams, who went, people, I ain't even get to dive into this shit. What he's hinting at is, it was one player on the floor that was the best player. He's talking about Grant Williams. He went for 43. 23, 20, 23 for 23 from the line. Set an SEC record. Y'all hear me? I said an SEC record. 23 for 23 from the line. He was sent to the line to shoot two free throws. After the two free throws, the ball was taken out underneath. Vanderbilt was still up four. So as a player, you still down four with a little bit of time left to fight. Mario, speak on Vandy's behalf. Do you need to get a stop there? Are you just distraught because they gave him two free throws that he went up there and made? Um, tell me, tell tell me what's going on in, in a player's mind. Cause on UT side, I know we thinking we got to get a bucket right here. We're going back to the well. Go get a bucket. It is what it is. What were the Vanderbilt players thinking? Cause they should have been thinking we need a stop. They should have been thinking we need a we need a stop. That's the that's first and foremost we need a stop. Right. But I think it, it just let the air out of the sails, man. To be honest, I think that that foul, you give this guy two more free throws, you give him the ball back, they score again. I mean, I don't think we could. I mean, we run up, we ran a little elbow series all night that gave you mm-hmm. guys trouble. Mm-hmm. And at the perfect time, you guys figured it out, learn to sit down, get a stop. Right. Hey, and that was it. I mean, because I watched, I watched them send a double team at him yeah. on baseline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched them go away from it, fadeaways. I mean, we we doubled high, we doubled low. Yeah. We we threw the book at him. I mean, there was no stopping him that night. Yeah. I'm, there was yeah. no stopping him. So it's just like, do can you really get a stop if, if a guy is? this kind of zone yeah that's tough and you're giving and you're giving him life everybody in the gym knew where the ball was. most definitely everybody. most definitely most definitely and there was nothing we could do i mean i really think that that broke our back so yeah i mean i get it they went by the rule book but i mean come on right. a physical game it's a rival game true. and that's the game that shifts the tide true and knowing it's a rival game i think earlier as in the first half they shouldn't have gave a technical foul to um i believe it's mac and admiral schofield they gave a double tech to 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 those guys now, I admit, the officiating was bad, but it was bad both ways. Because Vanderbilt right. got away with a couple of double dribbles, especially Shitu. Is that his name? Shitu? Yeah. He got mm-hmm. a, he got away with a couple of uh, double dribbles. And to put y'all up six, the spin move and the extra step in the pass to Cleveland Brown, that was a walk. But, hey, it is what it is. We got to bite the bullet and go eat. Let's let's do it. I mean, after Mario gets off there, I'll go down the list of other ways that I believe Vanderbilt should have um, should have taken care of the ball and, and, and take away took wiser shots than they did so um mario we appreciate you calling in you got anything else you want to say to the people anchor down (laughs) (laughs) Uh, respect baby respect that's mario moore vanderbilt legend calling in man we appreciate him calling into the boom boom room sharing his opinion about the game okay people this is what i this is what i want to say as far as the rundown after that the two shots by grant williams at the foul line vanderbilt was still up for tennessee ball out underneath running out of bounds play with grant williams diving to the ball all automatically he should have been denied and made to catch the ball away from the basket they let him catch with momentum going to the basket scored vandy is only up two they come down vandy takes a bad three ut gets the ball back hey man we the rest is almost pretty much history you know we go down so it's a tug of war with about 54 no about 45 seconds left 45 seconds left vandy has the ball up 
76 to 76. Saban Lee, who's been having a great game, runs down the court, dribbles the ball off of his foot, unabated by no one close to him. And it's a turnover, and it's Tennessee's ball. So with that, with that being said, hey, man, I don't know what to say about that or do about that, but say turnovers were 15 for Vanderbilt. That comes from handling the ball. They also had a one-and-one. They also had a one-and-one and and missed the front end of a one-and-one. So free throws played a part. They went 13 for 21 from the line. Not to admit, Admiral Schofield had a horrible night shooting the ball. Started with air ball, never really got back in the groove of it. Defensively, he was there, though. So you got that. You got all of these factors rolled into one, and you can't point it at one call because you still had the lead. Not to be said, in the last two games in Memorial Gymnasium, as my man just said on Twitter and Instagram, the man Grant Williams got 80 points, people. 80 points in two games in Memorial Gymnasium. Man, listen here, man. The next time he come down to Vanderbilt, they ought to be standing right there at half court with a sharpie and let him sign his name on the floor because the man owned Memorial Gymnasium. I'm just going to be real. I thought I had some good games in there. No, Grant Williams, 80 points in two games? Lord have mercy. Hey, man, Grant Williams Sr., if you listening, and I know you listen on IG Live, salute my brother. <laughs> salute. Because what you got running through your jeans is different. Because what you putting out there on that court is different. We ain't seen this come through the SEC in quite a while now. People were asking early in the year, you want to compare him to Bernie and Ernie show and him and Admiral Scofield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want I want to compare. I want to compare. We're going to go to the phone lines real quick. We got another caller and a member of the Boom Boom Room. I got Nico, man. Nico from the D ain't been around in a minute. You done missed about two episodes, Nico, but what's happening, bro? Talk to me. Hey, baby. Now I want some fried shrimp and uh, fried fish. Hey, boom, boom. Hey, Slay. <laughs> hey, Talk to me, baby. What's going on, Nico? Man, it's a rumor. It's a rumor going out. It's a rumor going around out in these streets, man. What's the rumor? What's the rumor? The rumor is that Tennessee is number one. Man, the rumor is a fact. Switch that. Man. It's a fact now. Man, Book y'all it. out here balling, man. Yeah, we doing the do. I'm going to be y'all real. Y'all acting like y'all. Listen, I mean. Yeah, it's starting to look like it, Nico. I'm gonna be honest. It's starting to look like it. What, what you Listen, think? Did you happen to catch I, the Vanderbilt game? Nobody, nobody's trying to be AI. Nobody's trying to be Hakeem the Dream. Everybody's <laughs> just doing their part, man. Y'all That's out there playing hard. Yo, I love it, man. I love it. Big pot of gumbo, baby, and, and the taste is coming out phenomenal so far. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nico, I'm loving it. This is what I'm gonna need from you. What's going on? I don't need you missing no more shows, my brother. You done missed two shows, and I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you. Man, listen, listen, man. Okay, tell I, me I, something. I tell me this, something. Yo, I feel you. Listen, I, I feel guilty. I feel guilty. I'm okay. out here trying to make this money, and you know what I mean, and keep my honey, you know? Right, that is. That is. That is. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't a thing wrong hey, listen, with that. I, I, listen, I love it, man. I watch the games. I'm like, man, I got to call my man Slade in the boom boom room. My lady talked about. Nico, you there? There you go. There go, my guy. Hey, Nico, make sure you don't miss no more, man. Five to six, if I got to remind you, every Friday, man, right here. Listen, I will be here. Matter of fact, I'm 601. Next Friday, 601. I'm on. <laughs> my man. I appreciate it, man. That's Nico people. Boom, boom, room member. Salute to you, my brother. Stay tuned. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I'm Ron Slay, your host. Pay some bills. We'll be right back. Full service insurance is the one that's bringing it. Ron Slay, boom, boom, room, right back in a minute.
there, it's your smartphone. I know I'm pretty and you like to look at me, but studies show that you take your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds while you're checking me out. That's like forever when you're driving and it's just enough time to get into a nasty accident. So do us all a favor when you're out there on the road. Put it away. Grange Insurance and Full Service Insurance remind you to stay safe. Put it away. A message from your local Grange Independent Agent. Full Service Insurance. 615-790-0990. WAKM Franklin. Stay tuned as Ron Slay talks everything sports. Brought to you by Full Service Insurance. Coming up, the WAKM Game of the Week. The best in high school basketball. And follow the Tennessee Volunteers and Tennessee Titans right here on WAKM, the home in 2019 for NASCAR racing. people welcome back left off with our callers mario moore and nico hitting us up thank you for calling back in nico we missed you man rios appreciate you calling in but let me dive in because i don't believe enough just do was given to my man grant williams so you don't have this come along every night so when it does come along you want to put a little bit of emphasis on it i'll put a little bit more you know what i mean let's just let's shine a brighter light on these 43 points that you had on the road not to mention last Last year you had 37 <laughs> not not to mention that now and i got people on periscope ron slay 35 facebook ron slay and ron slay 35 on instagram asking questions i'm gonna answer your questions and get right to you the number to call in also is 615-794-1950 615-794-1950 hayden hill asks, have we spoke about the handshake yet no we haven't and in a sense what hayden is what what is was he what he's hinting to is after the game you know the team shake hands rick barnes went up to shake bryce drew's hand followed by him was grant williams going to shake his hand it was said that by bryce drew that he didn't see grant williams or maybe he was distracted <sighs> looking at the replay kind of hard to kind of hard to miss the guy that went for 43 <laughs> and then again maybe maybe he maybe he did miss him because his team missed him too <laughs> that's what i'm saying his team missed him too his team his team should have had three people on because the two wouldn't just do it. The man spent out of it. The man jab stepped right, went left, elevated high, shot it, drew the fouls from offensive rebounds. Man, it is what it is, man, when you go up against a force like that. But what you won't tell me is you missed him and didn't get to shake his hand. Because on the replay that we saw for the world to see, you just brushed right past him. Now, I don't I don't question Bryce Drew's character at all. I believe he's a good guy. Haven't been fortunate to meet him. But 
if the man just scored forty three on me, I might have missed him too. I probably wouldn't. I, I probably wouldn't have shook his hand either. I'm 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 be all I'm be all the way honest. Okay, let me get to a call, Johnny Pratt. I'm gonna get to your question. What's the problem with our defense on the pick and roll? And also, I'm gonna get to who was that to asked on Facebook? Stanley Stewart. What do the Vols need to improve on? I'm gonna get both of them questions. Let me take the caller right now. We got a caller calling into a boom boom room. We got our guy Garf. Garf, how are you doing? Welcome to the boom boom room. Long time since see episode one since we seen you, but we're glad to have you calling in. We will be back soon, Ron. Oh. Uh, I'm headed out to the game of the week, so uh, just to ask your listeners to stay on tune and listen to our game of the week. We'll be following you live uh, right after you're finished up. Uh, but I got a question. I want to I want to know what your thoughts are. If Tennessee had have lost the other night, where would they have fallen into the polls? Mm-hmm. And I'll hang up and listen and love to hearing your show. You do a great job. Thank you. Appreciate it, Golf. Golf's one of the one of the co-help co- founders, and if they even that's a word. <laughs> Gateway Tires, Golf Bolden. Y'all stay around listening to him and Stormy coming to bring you the, the game of the week uh, here in the Franklin area, the Williamson County area. Um, his question, how far would the Vols have fallen if they had lost against Vanderbilt? You know what? We talked about this last episode. Were they even going to put us up there at number one? And with us taking a loss to an unranked team, with it being UT, I think they would have dropped us to at least eighth. At least eighth. And yeah, it's crazy because it's a lot of two-loss teams below us. And it's also Duke, who's a two-loss team, who lost to an unranked Syracuse at home. And where they drop? One spot. So, I mean, hey, hey, I mean, the blue blood formula is a little wacky to me, and I don't get it, but maybe it's not for me to get. Maybe that's for the the, the, the scouts and the, the ESPN writers and the, uh, and the Fox Sports writers and whoever whoever it may be. I, I, I don't believe by any stretch of the imagination, maybe we should have dropped to fifth, but we shouldn't have dropped out of the top five. Mario Moore just texted me and said they, they, we should have dropped five spots if we lost to Vanderbilt. Mm. But Duke, Mario, maybe you want to call back, Mario, because I want I got a question for you. Why would we drop five spots and Duke drop one spot? That's strange. Strange to me. That's an unranked team in Syracuse who's playing bad, and you lost at home. Huh. I don't get it, but maybe it's not for me to get. What's the problem? Let me answer this first question from Stanley Stewart. What do the Vols need to improve on? So these two questions kind of go hand in hand. Johnny Pratt, what's the problem with our defense on the pick and roll? They go hand in hand a little bit. With our defense, I think at the end of shot clocks, when it gets eight seconds and below, we have a tendency to get up into the guy that's dribbling and make him drive. And I think the guys that are playing help side defense kind of gets, they fall asleep a little bit or lose the direction of what they have going on as far as losing the shooters like Petty. Also like, um, oh, I, I drew a blank. The kid from Vanderbilt that shot lights out. Um, what was his name? Neesmith. Neesmith shot lights out. And I think we lose them. So we got to pay a little bit closer attention and know who's going to help, who the shooters are, where they are, and do a better job with that. As far as the pick and roll, pick and roll is a little bit different when you have a guy that's that's his strength. Saban Lee's strength is splitting the pick and roll and being able to penetrate off the pick and roll. Not so much of a, a, a great as a one-on-one half-court player. Um, good at getting the team in in sets, but not a great guy as far as taking this guy off the dribble. Great guy in transition, though, but when it comes in to him um, um, splitting the double teams and things of that nature, it's a little bit different with him. So we do have to work on that. We have to get our bigs either to switch. I think we were caught in the limbo as far as jumping out high and giving them the opportunity to switch in the guard, getting caught on the screen. Got to fight over a little bit more. So that, I hope that answers your question. Shout out to all my VFLs, Donsky Wonski. I see you. Oak Hill Academy, Carly, um, Steph, all, all my family, my PCH family. You're right here in the boom, boom room. We're going to get to our caller, Mario Moore, just on the other side of this line, uh, uh, this message. 
We'll be right back with you. Boom Boom Room brought to you by Full Service Insurance. Come right back. Tell your friend. Log on. Ron Slate 35 IG. Ron Slate 35 Twitter. Ron Slate Facebook. We'll be right back, people. In sports, free agents are free to find a team that offers the best deal. That's why Grange only sells their coverages through independent insurance agents. They're free to find the best team to protect your auto, home, or business. Full Service Insurance considers Grange their go-to company for their combination of great value and outstanding claim service. Call Full Service Insurance at 615-790-0990. Their website at info at fullserviceins.com. Full Service Insurance, 903 Murfreesboro Road in Franklin, Tennessee. No better jam out there to get you going on your Fridays, 5 to 6, right here in the Boom Boom Room with Ron Slay, your host. We're going back to the phone lines. We had a, a call to call back in. Might not like something I said. <laughs> so let's see what my guy Mario Moore got to say. What's up, Mario? Thank you for calling back in. Talk to me, brother. So, so I think you guys would have dropped at least five to six fights after losing the Vanderbilt, and I think it's because we haven't won a game in conference. That's the first thing. Okay. But I was looking at I was looking at Jay Billis's post earlier today, and he said it's not. This is the it's not truth. It's the gospel. He said that Virginia should be number one, Duke should still be number two, and Tennessee should be number three. And my personal thought on that is, is to some for some reason people still do not believe in Tennessee. Right. It's, right. Never have. Weird. They do not believe in them because I guess they don't pass the eye test. They're not flashy. Mm-hmm. They don't have the names like Ken. They don't have the Zions of the world. Mm-hmm. They don't even have the draw of a Gonzaga for some reason, right? Right. And it's like I, I feel like it's almost a disrespect to them. Most definitely. Because they, they don't want to – it's almost like they got put there because they, they've been sitting there. Right. You know? Right. But if, if Duke didn't beat Virginia the other day, i say Virginia's the number one team in the country. No questions asked right now. That's what that that's what it would be. I think so, too. And even though Tennessee's sitting right there. So that's what I think about that. I think it's a lack of respect for Tennessee. I still don't think people believe it's real. Right, right, and I, I, so. I, I, I that you hit it right. You hit it right on. I said that last episode that um they they would hate to see us see us up there in that number one spot. Things would have to fall in the line. Like Virginia would have to lose. If Virginia would have uh, won, they definitely would have jumped us. Duke would have stayed there. They, I, I said even if Michigan won, they might have dropped us somehow. They might have found a way to drop us to five. Right. You know what I mean? I mean it's just it's just part of it, man. And that's the disrespect. But the good thing about that. The Vols, being able to talk to those guys, they they feel that, you know, and that's what fuels them. So, as Vol fans, we get to bicker about little things like the defense and things of that nature and why we're not scoring, why certain guys are not stepping up. And we get to do this all while winning. That's the great thing. So, you get to do all this and they're still winning and still running off in the SEC, which is a hard conference. Yeah. I, I think they just look different. I honestly feel like they have a different look, different moxie to them. They have a different swagger. It's like they, they, they're not sad satisfied you know even the looks on their faces when they were down six in that game they right. just we've been here before type deal i think it's a different resolve to this team which is going to pay huge dividends you know down the line and later in the season most definitely most definitely mario we appreciate you calling in man get 
back with us, man. Get back to the city, man, so we can get you in the boom boom room one time before the season over with. I, I, I'm, I'm coming back. I'll be back soon. All right, say no more. We appreciate it, Rio. <laughs> yeah, I think Mario has a great point, people. Um, and, and that same disrespect I, I came out with. Um, I made an Instagram post about the disrespect when they did a fan voting and they voted who should be number one. This is even after the loss of Duke. They still said Duke. So that right there is a problem. Um, going forward, any loss that we have definitely would drop us. But the good thing is we're not playing for right now. We're playing for the NCAA tournament and that bid. So when the committee goes back and look at it, even if we're not the popular choice, they stayed at number one for a certain amount of weeks, won the SEC uh, regular season championship. Even if we lost the first game in the SEC tournament, I, and that, that'll be a semifinal game, I don't think it'll be a problem uh, as far as us getting a, a number one seed. We got people tuning in on Ron Slate 35 on uh, Periscope, Ron Slate Facebook, and Ron Slate 35 on IG. You can shoot your questions there, or you can call in 615-794-1950 right here. Salute to my guy, Ramon Foster, checking in. Uh, Keisha, checking in. You know, I'm going to give all the shout-outs at all times. You know, we unfiltered right here in the Boom Boom Room. It is what it is. We run the Boom Boom. It is, it is how it goes. So, how these went? The scoring for, because I know I didn't touch on that. A lot of people may be wondering, how did Vandy stay in this game? Vandy played out of their mind, first of all. They ain't played like this all year. Excuse me, correction. They have played like this. They haven't played like this since Darius got hurt. And I remember saying to you all that Darius goes down, Vandy will be a different team. They'll be battling at the bottom of the barrel. And that's where they are. I hate to say it, but that's where they are. Hopefully they get back on track. But one thing for sure, when they come to Rockets out, we got some form. So the stats, Nick Smith went for 24-6. Saban Lee had a great game, 21-4-7. Shatoum had 10 points and 6 rebounds. Ryan shot the ball very well with 12 points. UT was led by Grant Williams with 43 points. 43 points. 43. 43 points. I can't say it enough. Bone. Nashville native. Led his team. 14 points. 7 assists. 0 turnovers. I think this I think this gets overlooked quite a bit too. And I'm sorry to harp if you're listening. I'm sorry to harp on this game a lot. But a lot of emotion was in this game because a lot of people counted us out, man. They counted us out this game. 6 point lead for Vandy. They didn't see no way we was going to pull this out. And what we do? Persevere. Pulled it out. Did what Vols do. Going to the fire. Come up out of the fire. Food for the pack. Leave no scraps. Exactly what they did. Bowden. Listen, people. <laughs> I don't know if you get there early enough to see the pregame ritual that UT does before going back in the locker room. The dunk that they do. And then everybody jumps along with the dunk. It was one play. Out of bounds play for Jordan Bowden. Kyle Alexander and Grant Williams X'd from the elbow. Diving to each block. Taking up space. From the opposite corner comes Bowden on a dead sprint. Him and Bone caught eyes. He lobbed it up. The nastiest dunk this year for the Vols. Man, I told the people, man, the man outlined the man in chalk. It should have been a security. See, security was worried about me running on the floor, I believe. But what they should have been worried about is this man getting up. Or they should have been right there with a Sharpie or some white a white Sharpie and outlined this man's body where he let him lay. Bowden dunked that ball so hard, man. That, to me, is what changed the momentum of the game. And that's my shout out to my man, Holy Bowley. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm saying it right on IG, listening. He said that was one of his favorite parts, man. He definitely outlined that man in chalk, man. I'm just going to keep it all the way honest with you. He finished with nine points. Turner had eight points and five five assists. AD had a bad shooting night. Finished with six points, but came up with one of the biggest stops when he stripped um, Chateau at the top. Bowden got an opportunity to get the ball and go straight um, down on the fast break. He ended up getting that block. Vandy got the ball back. Saban lead proceeded to, proceeded to dribble the ball off his foot and give the ball back to UT. Went down there, tied it up with Admiral Schofield hitting a big 
big bucket in the lane, made the 76-76, followed by another layup that was blocked by Bowden. Saban Lee's shot was blocked by Williams. They went down. Jordan Bowden got another one that was blocked. They Vanderbilt got the rebound, outletted the half court to none other than Grant Williams, the wrong team. We got a timeout called, 3.3 seconds on the clock. Play was driven, drawn up for Admiral Schofield. Should have got the ball back to Admiral, so I got to scold Grant a little bit for that. But when a guy got 43 points and a hot hand, can't get too hot, but you do want him to, you know, trust his teammates and get the ball back when it was drawn up. Um, Admiral's man was laying off him in the lane. He could have shot a three tie game. He made. I said he was going to hit that shot. I thought the play should have been drawn up for um, Bone or Admiral coming off a curl, but that was neither nor, neither um, here nor there. Vols ended up uh, winning 88-83 in overtime. Grant Williams scored 10 straight points in overtime. Whew! Vandy, do something with that young man. Please. Looking ahead, we're going to turn the page. Looking ahead to the game Saturday against West Virginia, we're going to try to speed through this because we're running out of time. Right here in the Boom Boom Room, um, 615-794-1950. If you want to call in, get any last-minute comments, thank you for hanging in there with me. The Vols, the number one Vols, face West Virginia in the Big 12 SEC um, Challenge. Um, West Virginia's a rocky team right now. You know, they did go and they beat Kansas on their home court. Well, Kansas came to West Virginia. West Virginia beat them there. So, it's a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde team. Coming into it, points per game averaged by West Virginia, 74.5. They're giving up 73.9 to opponents, shooting 42%. Rebounds, 40.2. Assists per game, 13.1. Blocks per game, 4.2. And steals per game, 5.7 for West Virginia. Now, this can go either way. Um, UT has to have their hard hat on. Bob Huggins plays a style that's kind of fitting to the way UT plays. So, um, with it being a home game, UT should come out and put two halves together and show up and get the job done. Um, salute to them. After that, we go on the road um, to start SEC play back up to face a South Carolina team who is 5-1 and one in SEC play, shockingly, after uh, with a team, a team record of 9-8. and eight. So it's some, it's some good things to look forward to the following week. You got on the road to South Carolina. Um, what you got? We got we got, we got got Pro Bowl this weekend. Um, we got the late match. Hold on, man. Pause the tape. <sighs> Hey, man, Lady Vols, I know it's rough out there, right? But trust and believe, we all been down. We all been down. Now, it ain't nothing but, it ain't nothing but a bright light at the end of the tunnel, but you got to get through the tunnel first. Oak Hill Academy, love. Talk to McKay, Kevin Love, man. I said Kevin Love. Kevin Lied, K-Lied, my bad, big dog. Hey, man, look here, Lady Vols, hold your head, man. It's going to be all right. Just keep giving Holly support, man. I know it's a little rough right now, man. Lost to the number one team in Notre Dame, man. That's rough. That's another episode, man. Hate to go out on that note. But guess what? Cheer you up for the weekend. Balls are number one in the nation. Shout out to my Oak Hill Academy family. Shout out to my Pearl Cone family. Shout out to all my volunteers, Lady Vols included. We number one, people. Every Friday, 5 to 6, 615-794-1950. Brought to you by Full Service Insurance. It's the Boom Boom Room. I'm Ron Slay. VFL legend, SEC legend, Phil Collins. Take us out of here, people. Gone!